Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. It's 2023. Nothing but net is ready to roll on, and I'm literally on the road as anticipated during the college basketball season, but it's great to visit with Mary Evans from Valparaiso. Mary, thank you so much for once again being on the podcast with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so give us a little take on how it's going out there. Like, uh, give us a little bit about the landscape. What's what's going on in uh, December on Valpo's campus? <laughs> Right now, it's pretty quiet. We're in finals week, so the regular students are finishing up their finals, and they'll be heading home. And uh, for us, it's the best time of the year. This is as a, as a former athlete, and I think our athletes would agree. When you can uh, put the books away, and you get that month of just going to basketball practice and and hanging out with your teammates, and and, and that that's the best time of the year. A lot of opportunity to get better, and a lot of opportunity to spend a lot of quality time together. Most teams have exams this week, right? So. It's a break of the schedule. It's something different. I mean, you want to allow your players time to study, but you also get to catch your breath a little bit too, like not prepping for uh, every other day for a game. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to get back to getting getting better at you. And uh, that's going to be a lot of what this week is for us. Um, they were off the last couple of days to study. We'll get back on the court tomorrow with some individual instruction um, and then really spend the the tail end of the week just working on us and trying to get better at things that we need to to get better at going into conference play. And then as we get into the weekend, we can start prepping for our tournament down at Stetson. It seems like an unusual non-conference for the Valley this year because the Valley has taken on what has been an incredibly challenging and talented schedule and haven't usually come away with all the wins that they usually do. So. How does this prepare the league, you think, for conference play? Because I think it looks like it's wide open. And some of the records are misleading. Very much so. I mean, there are some really talented teams that that record is not who they are. And I think we all as coaches know who those teams are and will be uh, prepared for them. But, you know, I think it's as a coach, my philosophy typically in scheduling is to try to schedule difficult. That's what my coach did when I played. And it often felt like when you got into conference, if you played that more difficult schedule, um, you're ready for the speed and the tempo and the pace of the conference that you're playing in. And so, you know, that's been something we've done here. And I think uh, a lot of the teams in our in our conference have done that. And I think you'll see some really competitive, um, high energy, fast paced games once January gets here, end of December gets here and we kick off Valley Play. OK, so I want to ask you this uh, philosophically about how you go about conducting your business on this topic, because I think it's pretty interesting. I hear coaches saying, you know, we didn't have our legs because we traveled or we didn't have as much time to prep. Isn't that why you have them on campus in September and August and July so that you can put concepts in so that if, if this team runs this set offensively, then you already know how you're going to guard it. Uh, where does that, where's the balance between saying we haven't had enough time to prep and actually having the legs to be able to, to be rested and ready? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when you get into conference play, it's largely mental. Like you've got to know how you're going to guard certain things. You've got to know how you're going to play against certain defenses. Um, you know, and I think 
it largely becomes who's the mentally tougher team. Like who can who can finish a game? Everyone's going to be tired. Everyone's got the same amount of prep time or lack thereof. And you've just got to show up and, and be the stronger minded team to to do your job and to to focus in on every single possession and to to play the way you're supposed to play. And um I think most teams are the win in the valley and, and win those games are just the tougher team. I'm a visual learner, so I like to watch a lot of film. I like mm-hmm. to, you know, jump on a set that I think I see a coach run a lot that I know that the other team's probably scouted as well, very, you know, knows exactly what's coming, yet the execution of it is so critical. Um, are you, in your prep, are you someone that emphasizes three things and continues to to bring clarity to that, or do you have a bunch of things written on the board and you have a lot of film that you want to watch and your scouting report is 25 pages. Which way is it? Because it, both it's ways It's one work. page. It's one page. <laughs> We're a one page scouting report. We tried to do some more stuff last year because um, we changed the way we played our defense last year and, and I didn't like it. I don't think the majority of the players um, after we did some postseason men- meetings really enjoyed it. So we've gotten back to the basics and it's, it's a very brief summary. There's three or four things we want to try to do offensively, three or four things we're trying to get accomplished defensively that we feel like will help us be in a position to win the game. And, you know, this year for us, we've been very much about us and spending time working on us doing us better. Um, we've got a lot of youth. We're trying to incorporate youth and new players into our program. And so we just want to be really good at what we do. And that might cause us to maybe not be the the defensive team that we need to be, but we're going to mess around with some things and try to change up defenses and, you know, try to be adequate there while we try to continue to, to understand how we want to attack teams offensively this year. Two-part question here. One is, how has Olivia Brown developed as a leader? And secondly, what are some of the things that you, without giving up all your secrets, uh, that you might be working on to try to get better at and and how she's helping that happen? Yeah, you know, her and uh, Leah have kind of really stepped up to be kind of my confidants as leaders. Um, you know, I think we've got some great leadership qualities in a lot of our players on our team, but um, I think they've really committed themselves um, to being kind of that vocal leader or that extension of me on the court. And I think they've done a great job getting in here, watching film with me, getting a better idea of how I think the game of basketball. Um, Olivia has always, since she's been here, done a fantastic job bringing our new players in. Um, She's got a little bit of that motherly quality. And I think she did a really good job this summer of welcoming in a big class of freshmen and and our grad transfer and making them feel like they were already part of our family. And she's continuing to do those things. And she's grown tremendously in that. And leadership can look a lot lot different in every single program. But I think she's really been intentional about talking to me and getting an idea of what I think leadership should look like, both her and Leah have. And I think that's helping tremendously um, with things this year. Uh, full disclosure, I'm in the car with my husband and he just put three bottles of wine in the back seat, which I tried to take oh, nice. out of um, as Christmas gifts for people we're going to deliver to. Uh, so we're doing this podcast literally on the road, like trying to get Christmas stuff done at the same time. How's your Christmas shopping going? Oh, it's 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 not in a bad place. You know, I'm fortunate. My uh, my mother moved in with us a little over a year ago, so I've got like a little personal assistant. So we got the Christmas cards out on time this year. She got on top <laughs> of me about that, and um, she's been organizing things with my sister in law so we can make sure to get my my nieces uh, their gifts on time. And 
My husband's been tremendous on his side, getting a list of all the things we need to get. So we've been able to find the time to get most of it done. Now we've just kind of got to finish up our kids and I've got to finish up my husband and my mother. So it's, it's going well. I'm hoping to get the rest of it done this week during finals. It sounds like having an extra elf in the house has been a big benefit to you with your mom being in there. Um, how yeah. else does she help you? Because you got a couple of kids, you got a busy schedule. Yeah, I mean, super busy. And, you know, my husband uh, sacrificed for a lot of years staying home with the kids and he's back teaching now. And so our schedules are a little bit more hectic, but she, she's always there, you know, when we need someone to pick them up or drop them off. We had morning practice, so she was getting up early and getting them to school uh, when he when he had school. And, um, you know, now that we're kind of back to me being able to drop them off, she's going to be getting them more in the afternoon. And it's awesome. I mean, they get to spend some really great time with their grandmother. Um, I never lived close to my grandparents, so I think it's been really neat watching the relationship develop between both her and my my, my, my son and my daughter. And, and we're very fortunate. She cooks dinner for us on the nights that I've got late practice. You know, I've just, I'm living the life right now. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be ringing you up when I'm traveling through that part of the state on uh, my way from one game to another. I might need a hot meal. Yeah, she's a good cook. I bet she is. Well, Mary, we have enjoyed having you again on the podcast. Thank you so much for helping us launch this season. And uh, we're always excited about the Missouri Valley on nothing but net. So thank you for being with us. And we wish you good luck as the season goes on. We hope we get to see you again. Sounds great. Thank you. And thank you for everything you do for women's basketball. Thank you.